Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome, everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this Monday, and uh, I'm here to take your questions and your prayer requests. So you just heard the call-in number is 303-690-3000. So I encourage you to call in with your questions and your prayer requests. And we're here to minister. We're here to pray with you. We're here to answer your questions. We're here to um, just be a comfort to you and edify and build up in every way that we can. Technology brings us together over the airwaves here. And so I want to welcome all those who are listening live on Grace FM, two stations in Colorado that gets all along the front range from southern Colorado up into southern Wyoming. And so welcome all of you on this Monday afternoon. But also want to welcome those of you who are listening live now, Radio by Grace, uh, many stations, particularly in the south and in the Midwest. And you too, you can call in at that number as you're listening live now. The technology's there. And so glad that you have joined us. And particularly today, we want to pray for many in the listening area of Kentucky and Tennessee and uh, Arkansas and Illinois as we just saw a couple days ago devastating tornadoes that uh, ripped through the area. Um, so overwhelming to see the destruction and all that happened. I know that uh, Radio by Grace is airing in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and you had a nev- number of casualties. I believe it was 12, the last that I heard. And we are so sorry. And we want to pray for you. We are thinking of you. My heart goes out to you. I want you to know that uh, my church here in Colorado, that we are praying for you guys this weekend, and we will continue to pray for you. And uh, to see the pictures and to see um, the devastation, to hear the stories, uh, we grieve with you. And we're to rejoice with those who rejoice. We're to mourn with those who mourn. And right now we mourn with you. And um, I know that the um, the rebuilding process will begin, but there's still the grieving of lost lives. And uh, the latest number that I saw in Kentucky, at least 74 uh, confirmed deaths, and the number is expected to rise. One of the worst outbreaks of uh, tornadoes in the history of the United States happening a couple weeks before Christmas. And so we are thinking of you, um, and we uh, are praying for you, and we're going to continue to pray for you. But I want to invite you, if you're in that area, um, to call in if you need prayer. If it's overwhelming, please let us know. And uh, we're here to minister to you any way that we we can. But we do want you to know right off the be- beginning of this program is that we are praying for you, thinking of you, and our hearts go out to you. You know, it's the Lord that said in, um, through Paul, that he's the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulations. And and he is the one that can bring comfort. 
and also as he brings comfort to us that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble. And I just pray for the Christians. I pray for the chaplains that are on the scene, uh, the first responders. We pray for them, all those who are involved, um, the residents, um, everyone that's been affected so deeply uh, by this tragedy, by this disaster, that we're praying for God's comfort and we're praying for God's strength and God's wisdom for you right now. So let's go ahead. Let's take a moment as we begin the program and just pray. Father, we do pray for, as we saw, the devastating effects of these t- tornadoes that the outbreak on Friday night into Saturday morning. And Lord, uh, as uh, we saw uh, on the TVs, the images, the devastation in Kentucky, Illinois, Arkansas, um, as Tennessee, uh, how one tornado was on the ground for 227 miles. Lord, we don't fully understand, but we do know this, that you are the God of comfort who brings comfort when we call out to you. And Lord, I just pray that you bring comfort to those who've experienced loss, to the families who have experienced loss, especially right before Christmas. We pray that you be with those who are in the hospital, who are injured. And once again, we just thank you for medical staffs as they're dealing with with not only uh, just crowded hospitals with COVID, but now with this devastation in some of the communities. We thank you for their work. We just pray that you be with the first responders, those who are um, just trying to find anyone that maybe perhaps a miracle that uh, is survived under the rubble. Um, we just pray that you would be with the officials. Um, Lord, we just lift this whole situation up to you. And Lord, I do pray that um, you would show yourself strong on their behalf. And Lord, um, particularly uh, those who may be, may be listening right now and Bowling Green as a number of casualties took place or in any of the area, Radio by Grace, Um, that has experienced devastation and destruction. Lord, that they would know you love them and you see them. And Lord, that uh, we just lift this all up to you. Um, And I'm very grateful that in Romans chapter 8, it tells us that uh, when we're overwhelmed, when there's just groanings, we don't know what to pray, that, that the Holy Spirit is there to make intercession for us. And so, Lord, we just uh, lift all this up to you and pray for you to work and bring healing, bring restoring, bring comfort, all their needs. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, give give me a call. The call-in number, we got all open lines and 303-690-3000. I pray that uh, as you are listening again uh, live on Grace FM uh, here in Colorado and Southern Wyoming and Radio by Grace, I believe it's over 70 stations throughout the South and in the Midwest. We welcome you as you're listening live on this Monday evening this Monday uh, afternoon, and then also online listeners, you're listening live uh, as you are on your mobile devices, perhaps listening to the Grace FM app or perhaps on your computer uh, on the Grace FM website. We welcome you, but also uh, the other stations that are still a week delayed, uh, Hope FM, Truth FM, uh, you are a week delayed. We welcome you to call in. You can still call in and also Higher Rock Radio in Idaho. Uh, You can call in and then listen to the program next week. We have all open lines right now, 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines. Let's talk. Let's pray. Let's go to the scriptures 
and uh, let's be encouraged and and let's uh, be reminded of our hope. And I think it's times like this as we see the things that are going on and uh, around us and, and they break our hearts and the uncertainty that the hope that we have is the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, we want to just be reminded of that today. 303-690-3000, the text line. There's another way for you to be able to get a hold of us. is 720-336-0897, and that is a prayer line that is available for you um, all day, every day. And the prayer team at Calvary Church in Aurora, where Grace FM originates, that they will be looking at that, and they will be uh, those prayer requests that that are texted in, and they will be praying for you. But during the show, we will go to the text line, and we would be happy to pray for you as well, because Calvary Live is an extension of the pulpit. We're here to answer your questions. Yes, we are, but also just to encourage you and lift you up in any way that we can. So all open lines, call in early, because usually what happens is as the show goes on, the lines begin to fill up, and uh, so we want you to take advantage of one of those open lines right now here today on Calvary Live. Again, my name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado with you on this beautiful day here in Colorado. And and as, again, we are reminded and just kind of um, just hurting in our hearts all around us uh, that uh, as we see the things going on, it reminds us of uh, just what it's been like over the last couple of years with, the, you know, the uncertainty and the upheaval and the pandemic. And and so uh, we do, as Christians, have uh, truth to give and hope, and we also have um, just a message of comfort to be able to give to others as well. Let's go to the text line because we are waiting for um, for the callers to come in. Give me a call. This is your show. This is an opportunity for you to be able to to call in and we'll have a conversation and and maybe the question that you're asking is a question that other people have been wondering about uh, maybe it's a question that your Bible study brought up maybe you got a question about uh, the Christmas season whatever the case may be but there's one text that came in um, and uh, has said of course I've learned the hard way not to run from God's calling and uh, I don't want my grandkids or my family to miss out. Thank you. God strengthen you and bless you all. And um, I think that um, as we consider that, you know, God has something for us. And we were talking on Sunday. I stopped and did a four-week series on moving forward in difficult days. And I just had that put on my heart. It's a four-week series. We did week number one. And we're going to continue the series through New Year's weekend. Uh, but we talked about the priority of the Word of God and of prayer in our lives. And we have influence to the people that are linked to us in our lives. And we are to be ones that are growing in the Word of God, the priority of the Word of God. Paul the Apostle, and it's a text that many of you are familiar with, but we looked at it again. They said that, know this, then in the last days perilous times will come. And we are seeing perilous times today. It has the meaning of very stressful times. It has the meaning even of fierce. Uh, There's one other time in the New Testament that that word perilous is used, and that is Matthew chapter 8, and and the description of the demoniacs there that 
uh, were over in the area of the Gadarenes. They were very fierce. Uh, Paul borrows that word. He says the last days are going to be that way. Speaking of upheaval, very difficult, uh, uh, very stressful times. And as he goes through the text, he tells us why. Because of the characteristics of mankind, because of counterfeits and corrupt minds that are on the scene, because there are those who have a form of godliness but denying its power. He goes on to say that evil men and impostors are going to grow worse and worse. So what's the answer to it for us as Christians? Um, The answer is this. He says to Timothy, and these are the last words of Paul. Paul is writing from a Mambertine dungeon, an awful place, a hole in the ground, where he's there in this pit. He's cold. He's saying, Timothy, bring my coat. And he's writing to Timothy because he's passing the baton of ministry on to Timothy, his son in the faith. And as he's writing to him, he said, Timothy, it's going to be perilous times because of all these things that are going to be taking place. But you must continue in the scriptures and the things that you've learned and been assured of, knowing who you've learned them, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scripture, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. And so as we read that, oftentimes I hear about how can we reach this culture, this generation, how can we make a difference? It's the Word of God, because it's all inspired, and it it is profitable to be able to to tell people of the lost state of man, to be able to tell people about the salvation that is found in Christ Jesus, to be able to tell of the love of God and provision of God, to be able to give truth and, and how we can live rightly, And so that's how we can make a difference. And mom and dads and any of you, whatever state that you're in, but particularly mom and dads and grandparents, you have tremendous influence. And we want to leave a godly legacy. and We want to continue in the scriptures, and especially in the day in which we are in, because there's so many voices that are out there. And I think there's so many voices that are out there that that, uh, can distract us away from the truth and and uh, from the scriptures. And so I want to encourage you in that. Hey, we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. Call me with your questions or with your prayer request. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Mimi on line one here in Colorado. Mimi? Yes. You're on Calvary Live. Thank you for calling. Yes, thank you for having me. Yes. How can we pray for you? So I would like you to pray for my mother, who has been recently admitted into the hospital due to a fall. Um, It's been something that's been consistent for the last maybe year and a half. She's had multiple falls. She's broken both of her hips. She's had surgery on her hips. She's an elderly lady, and um, she definitely needs as much prayer as possible. Absolutely, and we'd be happy to do that. We're always concerned for our elderly parents. I remember my dad, when he was in his 80s, he fell and broke his hip. And um, oh. it's just a long journey. It's just hard, isn't it? And, um, very and so, so. Yeah, very much so. So, Father, I pray for Mimi's mom, uh, Pamela, who fell. I just pray that you would just, um, she's being admitted to the hospital, that uh, you be with the medical team, that you would just give them wisdom, and Lord, if any surgery is involved, um, that it would go well, and that she would heal. And Lord, I just pray for Mimi, you give her wisdom, 
and just help her to be able to minister to her mom. And, and Lord, uh, for an elderly person, uh, it is very concerning, but also the rehab and recovery can be longer and more intensive and more difficult. So we just pray for your help. We just pray for your healing. We just pray for your hand to touch her and to minister to her physically, but also emotionally and uh, spiritually, that she would know that you're with her, you love her, and you're um, not going to to leave her. And Lord, I just pray for Mimi that you would just give her a peace as she um, is moving forward with this um, challenge that is before them. But Lord, we just pray for your working in their lives and for Mimi's mom in every way, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Thank Mimi. You for that. Thanks. You bet. Absolutely. So glad to, to be able to pray for you. And maybe you're out there. You need prayer for anything. As we get just about a less than two weeks to Christmas, um, it can be, this is a time right before Christmas where we can really feel it. And uh, I always notice that every year at church and people are feeling stressed. They got school that they're trying to finish up. They're uh, trying to finish up projects at work, all the shopping, the baking, the planning, the traveling, all those things. Maybe you just need prayer. And so give me a call. Love to pray with you. We got all open lines right now. 303-690-3000. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you. Love to hear you, um, that how you're doing out there and, and to be able to call in. So grab one of those open lines and love to talk to you and just bless you in any way that we can. Um, we're going to go to the text line asking for prayer for uh, a cousin, Jake, in Wisconsin fighting COVID and on a ventilator for two weeks now and has underlying health issues, and uh, he has developed blood clots in his lungs. So, Lord, we just pray for Jake. We just pray for your healing upon him. We just pray that uh, you would minister to him, and so many in the hospital with COVID, but this specific prayer request has come in. And I just ask that you would uh, bring healing to Jake, that you would minister to him, be with the medical staff as they're treating him, and uh, take the blood clots away, help him to breathe, bring healing uh, in this COVID. And Lord, I also just um, just pray that you would be with the family is praying for him, um, that you bring comfort to them as well. And we just pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. It's really been hard, hasn't it? One of the things that uh, prompted me to do that series, Moving Forward in Difficult Days, is because uh, it just seems like uh, uh, so many things around us are hard and they're difficult. And we think with all the uncertainty, how are we going to move forward? Well, we're going to move forward in the Lord. And that's why, as I was saying before the, the last call came in, that the Word of God is important, but prayer is so important as well, uh, and to be praying. And that's what the church is to do. The church is to give a message of hope, and you're part of the church. They give truth, to give comfort, and then to be praying, because there's power in prayer to go to the Lord. And what a privilege that he invites us to do that. Got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000, is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Aurora, to Renata. Is it Renata or Renata? Yes, it's 
Renata. Renata. Hi, Pastor Jeff. Yes. Thank you for um, calling. My, Appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, I know it, it, it may sound minute, but I, I'm just asking for prayer for my boyfriend, Eric. He's been going through some trials at work, um, legal issues, trying to find answers of what his future employment is going to be like at his You there, Renata? Um, the communication yeah. has not been the best. Okay. And yeah. I just ask for prayer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and don't think, you know, sometimes when we call, we think, well, you know, some people are really going through it, but God cares about what you're going through and how you're feeling. And it's important to him that we come. And, and so, Father, I do pray for Renata. I just pray for her boyfriend, somebody she cares for, Eric, going through just um, some difficulties. You know what they are uh, in his employment uh, and all the issues that come with it, the stress, uh, the uncertainty, uh, the um, unknowing, whatever it may be that comes with it, the hardships, it causes a strain on uh, their relationship. So, Lord, I just pray that it would be Renata and Eric that would come together and they would look to you and look to your word and look to your comfort. And Lord, that you would work in their situation. And this would be a time where it isn't strained the relationship, the relationship they have with you or with each other, but really a time of coming together and trusting you and growing their faith. And Lord, that's what trials can do. And we know that um, they're not fun. They're, they're hard. Um, it's, it's uh, a season that we don't like, but we also know that your word says that we can actually count it joy when we fall into various trials because it tests our faith and knowing that you're working, that you're working patience and patience have its perfect work. And Lord, I just pray that they would look to that. And Lord, uh, even in the overwhelming, uh, oh, being overburdened, all these things that they would know that you're with them and you love them. And Lord, I just pray that you would just help them to come together and just trusting and in resting in your love. And it's in Jesus name that we pray. Amen. Thank you. You're welcome. So sorry you're going through it. Yeah. But keep praying. Keep, keep, yes, keep looking <laughs> to the Lord. Okay. Yes. Keep looking. To Thank him. you so much. Okay. You bet. Absolutely. Hey, 303-690-3000 the call-in number. Got plenty of time in the show for you to call in. I believe we got an open line. Let's go to Tim in Mobile, Alabama. Hey, hey Tim. Uh, good evening. Thanks for taking my call, and I hope you can hear me all right. Uh, I, I can hear you just, great. Uh, I wanted to call and talk about the first and second Adam, how the relationship with God was uh, severed in the garden where God made man and put him in a garden, and then... Uh, through a live tree, the relationship was severed. After that was uh, was severed, God clothed the man. And then when the second Adam came, man stripped him naked, put him on a dead tree. And then once the relationship was restored, they, man put God in a garden tomb. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and, you know, one of the things, uh, Tim, that we were talking about, because we're going through Matthew's account, that when Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane, how he, you know, in the garden, Adam sinned, and sin and death came into the world. 
but as Jesus went to the garden, um, that he came and he was going to be obedient to the Father so he could bring life. Adam was disobedient, and we know that uh, Jesus was obedient. And of course, Romans chapter 5 tells us that Jesus is the last Adam. And it's interesting how a garden played a role in redemption, and also a garden plays a role you know, in the beginning when Adam failed. And we know an angel was guarding the tree in that story in Genesis, um, a flaming sword. And it was Jesus, as you look at the parallels and the contrast, he told Peter what? Put away the sword. Put away the right. sword, Peter, because yeah. I'm going to drink of the cup that the Father has given me to drink. And uh, I'm going to go through uh, the cup of suffering and death. And, you know, it's interesting as we see that uh, Adam hid from God uh, in the garden and when he sinned. And we know Jesus went to the Father praying, Father, if it's, you know, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. So the contrasts are interesting as you look at that. Um, the Garden of Eden, uh, and then when it comes to redemption, Jesus being obedient to the Father and taking on the cup of suffering and death in another garden, the Garden of Gethsemane. So there's some interesting Amen. parallels there. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, Thanks for your encouragement, and uh, brother, I uh, uh, love listening. Thank you for uh, putting me on tonight. Hey, Tim, thanks for calling. It's so good that you guys are now listening live. Love to hear from you guys in the South and uh, Radio by Grace, and it's just a tremendous blessing. So thanks for calling. Be sure to call back anytime you got a question or any comments or prayers you have. Will do. Have a good night. All right, Tim. God bless you. 303-690-3000 is the, the number to call. we got a couple open lines. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Judah in Brighton. Hey, Judah. Hey, I was calling today with a, I guess it's a combination of a praise report and a prayer request. Okay. <clears throat> we... We've gotten behind on our bills. We, we managed to get through most of the pandemic with not too much financial strain, um, but having a child in the summertime of this year and my wife being out of work has mm -hmm. really, it, it's finally caught up to us. We went to eviction court last week, and we have till Friday to be out. We've, uh, well, Saturday, I guess, to be out. And we've been stressed out about that and trying to figure out what to do and praying. Um, we just got a call from a county representative who is trying to work our case for us and give us some assistance. I wanted to praise God for hearing us, and yes. I wanted to ask for prayer from the listeners that the paperwork um, that we need our landlord do gets done in a timely fashion so that we can stay in our home. Absolutely. Father, Father we just thank you as, as Judah has called and been through this challenging time with the economy and, and facing eviction, especially before Christmas, and, and it's so difficult. So I thank you that there are those willing to work with him. I pray that you would just help him, that it would come through, provide for them, uh, Lord, that uh, those who are wanting to work with him uh, and uh, just um, 
just be there for them, that everything would go through and the paperwork, and Lord, they would just be able to not have to worry about this in Christmas. And Lord, just help Judah in the days ahead. He gives you praise. He knows you're working. You continue the work, Lord. You continue to show yourself strong on their behalf, provide a home for them. And Lord, just um, you uh, just um, you care about uh, you know all of our needs, and so meet their needs in every way. I thank you for Judah calling, and we just lift him and his family is up to you, his precious family, for you to provide for him right now. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Judah, we're going to keep praying, all right? Okay, thanks for Thank calling. You. We got all open lines, 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So glad to be with you. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. And you're listening live on Grace FM in Colorado and Wyoming. And all of you that are listening, Radio by Grace, uh, along the South and in the Midwest, over 70 stations, you two are now listening live and so glad that uh, you're a part of the show and you're listening and being blessed. Again, for uh, you listeners in the area where the tornadoes went through, we are praying for you. We started the show uh, by praying. Our hearts go out to you. We're thinking of you and we will continue to do so. Also want to welcome those who are listening in on Hope and Truth FM. Uh, you are a week delayed as you are listening on the East Coast and uh, in Philadelphia and um, Pennsylvania, the state, New Jersey, Maryland, that includes Baltimore. You're a week delayed, but you can call at that number, 303-690-3000. It's a call-in number. And also just want to uh, welcome those who are listening on Higher Rock Radio in Idaho. You two are a week delayed. So um, we do have uh, callers. I just want to make a quick announcement before we go to the phone lines. Uh, we are getting close to Christmas Eve. So I'm sure as you go to church, your church has made uh, just uh, the availability of multiple services during Christmas Eve. Invite somebody to Christmas Eve. More than ever, this world needs the gospel. And the message of Jesus came to this world came light into the darkness. Emmanuel, God with us. And it was a very difficult time 2,000 years ago. People were afraid. There was upheaval. There was uncertainty, just as we see today. But hope came to this world, and that is Jesus. So invite him out as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, as we give the gospel message. There's a reason why he came, and that was to save his people from their sins. That's what Joseph was told uh, when the announcement was made that Mary was with child. And so um, be sure to invite somebody. Um, we have three services at noon to 4 o'clock here at Calvary Greeley for those of you uh, in the Greeley area. And then a prophecy update we're going to do on the 31st. Uh, I got a message entitled, The Nation's Rage, and it's from Psalm 2. And we're going to be seeing how the nations play a role in the end-time scenario. And 
uh, leading up to the second coming of Jesus Christ. You don't want to miss it. So uh, look at our website, calvarychapelbreely.org, for those special services that are coming up here at Calvary Chapel Greeley. And so I hope that I get to be able to see you. But uh, let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to Eddie in Denver. Eddie? Hey, good afternoon. You're on Calvary Live. Welcome to the program. Yeah, I was calling with a question about uh, an aging parent that I have who has increasingly demonstrated toxic behavior in our parent-child relationship over the last few years. And right now I'm just kind of at a point where I don't know what to do. So I've Mm -hmm. abstained from any contact with my parent for the last three-plus months. And I'm considering permanent dissolution of the relationship. But I don't know if that's the Christian response or not. Well, you know, the Lord knows what's going on, and it sounds like you're in a relationship. You're being sensitive to the Lord in leading you that where it's toxic enough to where you need to, you know, right now, that relationship, there needs to be a separation. I think you're in a place of just prayer and seeking the Lord and asking the Lord, uh, because I, what I'm hearing, you know, from you is you want to respond in the right way. And I think that your heart is probably you would like for there to be a restoring, but right now you're not able to do that. And that's hard. That's difficult, uh, especially with aging parents. But to just continue to seek the Lord and to just have that heart of, Lord, I'd love there for there to, even though the relationship right now is severed, it sounds like, um, to be able to come to a place where there's some communication, um, there is um, a saving of the relationship, and, and the relationship is there. They're your parents, but the fellowship, um, the talking, to be able to uh, have that uh, conversations that you need to have with your parents and, and just look for those open opportunities. But, you know, pray to the Lord. In Colossians chapter 3, I believe, as Paul says, may the peace of God rule in your heart. And as you pray about certain things, uh, I I always do, that, Lord, give me a peace that rules. And that word rule literally means a baseball umpire. It literally means that he makes the call. And so, Lord, I need a peace. Do I go in this direction? Do I go in this way? Um, or do I make these contacts? Do I not make these contacts? And I think he'll give you a peace as you seek him that will rule in your heart, because what I'm hearing is a son that you want to make sure that you're sensitive to the leading of the Lord. And he promises that as we go to him from Isaiah chapter 30, and as we wait on him, and you're, you're in that place of waiting right now, that we will hear from him. He promises to be a voice behind us saying, this is the way, walk in it. Go to the left and go to the right. And, and Lord, as you're praying, I want to honor mom and dad, but it's at a place where, uh, as you said, um, it's toxic, and i, I got to separate right now, but just praying for some kind of restoration and for the relationship to be restored in any way. And so, Father, I do pray. I pray for Eddie. I just pray that as he's seeking you on this, this there's no easy answers. You know all the details. You know the, the factors that have called this uh, relationship between parents and son uh, to where it's severed right now. And, and Lord, um, he's felt like he's had to do that. But I just pray if there's any way 
that the relationship can be restored or there's forgiveness or there's healing, that you would bring that. I know that's your desire, but uh, Lord, for Eddie, that he would hear from you and that he would move forward in wisdom. And Lord, that you would help him and speak to his heart. You promise that as we go to you for counsel and as we wait on you, you'll be gracious, you'll be good to those who wait on you. And then you also promise that we will hear from you that you'll be a voice saying this is the way you walk in it, that you would give him a peace that passes understanding and a peace that rules in his heart as he's pondering these things and thinking about these things. So I pray that you would help him, that you would guide him, and that you would minister to him. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, Eddie, one of the verses that kind of popped into as I was praying um, and I, I don't know, you know, Paul in Romans chapter 12, he's talking to the believers about, you know, Christian living. And he says, if it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. And uh, that's in verse 18 of Romans chapter 12. And I think that's a verse that you can just pray through. Um, if it is possible, I like that Paul puts in that condition, if it is possible, because sometimes it's not possible. And, and sometimes relationships uh, get to be to where they're so toxic that there has to be a separation. But to pray, Lord, if possible, I, I just want to live peaceably with my parents and to be able to have that relationship. And so that was the verse that he just kind of gave to me for me to pass on to you. And once again, the verse number on that one, so I can make a note of it. Romans chapter 12, verse 18. All right. Well, thank you very much, Pastor Jeff, and uh, you bet. taking the time to address my question and pray with me about that. You bet, Eddie. We'll be praying. Bye-bye. God bless you. All right. Let's see where we're at. Um, we have an open line, 303-690-3000 um, is the call-in number, text line, 720-336-0897. So grab one of those open lines. Got plenty of time to to be able to talk to you and encourage you, pray with you. We're going to go to line two, Nizoni. Nizoni. <laughs> Did I say that right? Or... <laughs> In the zoning. <laughs> okay. Thank you for calling. Hi. Of course. Yeah. Um, I just had some questions about regarding dating and the mm-hmm. dating life, being a Christian, and how to do it right. I'm also wondering how to know when God approves of a relationship. I'm currently dating somebody right now, and I really feel strongly about them. Like, it could be, you know, the one. <laughs> right now I'm mm-hmm. 20 years old, so I'm pretty young for all that, but I really just, I don't want to be dating a lot, you yeah. know. And I, I yeah. You want wisdom, and, and that's what I think, that you are yeah. young, and you're dating somebody, and what you want to do is you want to look at the scriptures to see the kind of man that that God would want you to date or to move forward in a relationship. You know, you're a single mom. You're you're saying I don't want to really date, um, and and it's okay to have a desire to get married, but you want to do it in a godly way, and you want to do it in a way of wisdom. And to make sure that 
as you move forward in this relationship, can you see him desiring to grow in the Lord? Can you see him where he's going to lead you spiritually? He's going to lead you spiritually. He's going to lead you in purity. He's going to lead you um, in uh, a way that is going to be a benefit to you. He's a godly man. He's desiring to do what is right. And, and that's what over time is going to be able to tell. It, Paul the Apostle, when he was writing to the Ephesian elders, he said, you know what manner of man I was in all seasons. So take your time, even if you have to take all seasons, <laughs> and see what manner of man he's going to be. And yeah. is he going to be a godly man, or is there compromise? Because I'll tell you what, if there is compromise right now, there's going to be compromise when you continue. If he's not leading you in purity, you know, if, if there's problems and you know, and there's, uh, you know, carnality and all of this, and he is leading you down that road, it's not a good thing. There's a difference between, I know you're dating right now, there's a difference between Mr. Right and Mr. Right Now. Yeah. And so you be careful that you allow the Lord to work and say, Lord, bring me a godly man. Bring me a man that is going to love me unconditionally, that's going to lead me spiritually, that desires to have purity. You know, and those questions, you know, I can ask, are you guys going to church? Are you praying together at all? Uh, is there we any do pray together. Right Good. now, That's... we don't go to church because we're long distance. He's in the military. Oh, okay. I see. But we've yeah. been best friends for three years and just started dating. Okay. Like... So give it time. And, you know, you're praying together. Continue to pray together. See how he encourages you in the Lord. And you're in the, he's, he's away. So just pray, Lord, when you're able to come together and really to move forward in a way in your relationship, that the Lord's going to guide you and direct you in that way. So, so much to say, but to make sure that you get some wise counsel from, you know, your pastor or mm -hmm. uh, from some godly ladies there that will help you and encourage you. And uh, in the meantime, I want to pray for you, okay? Thank you. Absolutely. Father, I pray for strength from the Lord for uh, this upcoming year for my sister and um, just... Uh, single mother starting college, that she would move out in wisdom. You direct her. You guide her. She's in this relationship. <clears throat> and Lord, we thank you for this young man that uh, is serving our nation. We thank you for his service and his uh, sacrifice. But Lord, we just pray that uh, you would speak to her. And Lord, that um, she would see what manner of man he is. And Lord, that you would just guide her. And that she would wait on you. Uh, because you want the very best for her. And Lord, uh, if she's to move forward and grow in this relationship that would lead to marriage, and Lord, um, a man that would lead her spiritually, um, have a desire for there to be purity, to protect her, to serve her, to love her. Just show her those things, Lord. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Okay. God bless you. All right. All right, let's see. Let's go to, and the, the, uh, I believe we got an open line, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Again, let me give you that text. And to remind you, that text line is the 24-7 prayer line. So 
you can uh, text in and, and there's going to be somebody praying for you. And if we have time, we'll go to it. But right now we still have uh, the, the phone lines and uh, we got a couple callers. We got one that's open. Let's go to Laura in Northern Colorado. Laura. Hi, Pastor Laura. Jeff. How are you today? Hey, I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing all right. No complaints. Good. Good. Hey, how can we pray for you? So, actually, I'd like prayers for my son and for his family. Uh-huh. Um, first off, my son is not a believer, and um, he pushes back against me when I broach the subject. So I have been praying that God will send somebody to him that he will listen to. Um, yes. But in the meantime, he and his wife have just been beat down by life. I mean, it's just one thing after another after another for them. Uh, Medical issues, housing issues, jobs, car, I mean, everything. And when I saw him yesterday, he had no hope in his faith. And that's killing me. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's hard, isn't it? Yeah. There's no life there. There's no hope. And I... So I really need prayers for them. That Absolutely. Something We're will pray. happen for them. Yeah. And here's the thing for you to to remember, that the Lord cares for them, and he sees them. And it reminds me of the prodigal. You know, the prodigal that went out, life was hard. <laughs> he went out, and he was going to do things himself, and he ended up in the pig pen, you know, eating pig slop. And he came to his senses. And sometimes in the difficulties— you said as they're beaten down by life and, uh, you know, just health issues and uh, economics and all that, the world is mean out there. The world is brutal out there. And you just keep praying for him and, and for his wife. You keep praying that the Lord will be merciful and that the Lord will show his love and grace to him and he'll be open to it. And you just be ready. And it breaks our hearts because you know, I have four adult children, and I want the very best for them. I don't like it when they go through trials or difficulties. And um, But you have, you know, our weapons are not carnal, but they're of prayer. And for you to pray um, and you to keep giving him the goodness of the Lord, maybe he is defensive about it because maybe he's being convicted, you know? Maybe he's getting, being convicted, and you just pray and you keep sharing with him as the Lord leads you, and the Lord sees him, that, Lord, that he'll come to you. And um, and anyone who you know doesn't want the Lord in their life, they're going, they're going to feel it because the world is getting brutal out there, and it's getting hard out there. And so, Father, I do pray. I pray for Laura. She calls brokenhearted for her son, a mother that loves her son, and it's hard to see him go through trials and be beat down and go through the difficulties and then wanting to close their ears to uh, the good news, the gospel, the, you know, um, your goodness. And Lord, I pray that you would take the blindness away from him, that you would soften his heart, that you would open up his ears, that he would come to his senses and that he would come home. He would come home to you and Lord look to you. And I just pray that you would do that work um, by drawing him to yourself. 
And I pray for Laura as she is, again, weeping over her son. And um, We do as parents weep for our children, that you would just bring comfort to her, bring assurance to her that you are working. And Lord, I just pray that you would um, bless her and give her wisdom and words to speak. And Lord, I just pray that you would just show yourself strong on behalf of her son and drawing him to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you hey, so much, Pastor Jeff. Hey, Laura. You know what I was thinking when I was praying? I was reading this morning. I was reading the, the little book in the Old Testament, Habakkuk. I don't know if you've ever read it. But in Habakkuk chapter 1, he's wrestling. He's really struggling. Um, he sees the condition of the nation. He loves his nation, just as you see the condition of your son. And he's saying, you know, Lord, why is this? Why do you show me this and, and the trouble that's all around? And then the Lord responded to him in chapter 1 and said, that I will work a work in your days, which you will not believe, though it were told you. And I believe that the Lord just gave me that verse to give to you, that he's saying to you that I will work a work in your day. He's working, okay? He's working. You trust in him. You keep praying for your son. Keep giving him, you know, God's goodness and grace and truth and comfort, okay? But he's working. I will. Well, thank right. you so much. You bet, Laura. God bless you. Call call anytime, okay? Thank you. Thank you very okay. much. God bless you. You bet. God bless you. We're going to continue with phone calls. Let's go to Dave in Colorado Springs. Dave? Hey, Dave. Welcome How to the you? program. Uh, I'm hey. all right. How can we pray for you? Um, for me and my family, um, we all tested positive for COVID, and it hasn't been, you know, easy on us. So we're just seeking prayer for speedy recovery, yes. especially for my wife, because um, even though she's tested positive as well, you know, she's just been, you know, trying to um, make sure that all of us are, you know, doing what we need to do just to, you know, overcome this. Yeah. So, yeah. It's so hard. Yeah. Man, it, it just, you know, it's... Um, so many families that we know that have it, and mm-hmm. and uh, we're just going to pray. Lord, I pray for Dave. As he's calling. He and his family got COVID. His wife is, you know, and the stress that comes with it. I just pray, first of all, that you minister to them physically and bring in healing. Help them to get through this. Um, I pray for a complete and, and quick recovery, that there be no issues, no complications, no setbacks. And Lord, I just pray that you be with them during this stressful time because this is not a good time for any illness or anything. It never is, but particularly right before Christmas. So Lord, I just pray that you would bring healing to them, but also, Lord, comfort. That that as they're dealing with this, that they would look to you and, Lord, trust in you and rest in your love, that you would bring wisdom to them and comfort to them, continue to provide for them, so, Lord, just work in, in the life of this family. Bring healing to them. I pray that the, the virus would just go away and they would be able to move forward um, as they get closer to Christmas and the things they need to do in health and in peace. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. You bet, David. God bless you. We'll be praying for you. All righty. Thanks. Okay. All right. You bet. 
We're getting towards the end of the hour, but uh, we may be able to get a couple more calls in. So give me a call, 303-690-3000 call-in number. We are going to go to New York. Hector is on line two. Hector? Hello. Hello, Pastor Jeff. Hi. You're, you're on Calvary Live. Pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you very much. Uh, so, you got a question? Yes. Um, this question pertains to something that I just saw uh, today, and it's uh, in relations to the dream that um, Daniel had uh, regarding the final beast that resembled a leopard with the wings of an eagle. And I wanted to know if that was during the seven-year period or if it was before it, because I just found out the United Nations had erected a statue that resembles that dream. And um, I just want to know what your take is on that, according to Scripture, of course. Yeah, it's interesting you mention that statue, because I believe— uh, right before COVID, we were in New York, my family and I. We were at the uh, at the Freedom Tower in the 9-11 memorial because I was there right after 9-11 ministering at Ground Zero. We took a trip over to the United Nations. I think there was a statue outside that had that image on it, if I remember right. Um, kind of an odd thing. But in, in Chapter 7, and you you might go back and review Chapter 2, you remember chapter two that that Nebuchadnezzar has a dream of this image that was made of four different metals, and then there was the feet made uh, of clay and iron that was mingled together with the ten toes. Daniel interprets the dream. He tells Nebuchadnezzar, "This is what you dreamed. Here's the interpretation." And in that interpretation, he's speaking of four empires that will come on the scene. Really, a fifth one. Uh, that is related to the Roman Empire, the legs of iron, between the time of Daniel to the second coming of Jesus Christ. When you go into Daniel chapter 7, Daniel's seen the same empires that uh, is spoken of uh, in in chapter 2. So Daniel is seeing the Babylonian Empire uh, as he sees um, the vision of the four beasts. Let's see, the first was like a lion, and suddenly there was a second like a bear, that's the Medo-Persian Empire. And then he saw another one like a leopard, which had on his backs four wings of a bird, and that speaks of the Grecian Empire, Alexander the Great. He conquered the world by the time he was 33. The famous cry of Alexander the Great was, are there no more worlds for me to conquer? And, you know, and then he ended up dying at that young age. So the four wings represent the four generals that the empire would pass to. So he passed his empire on to four of his generals. And then Daniel, when you get particularly to chapters, um, I believe, 10 and 11, he begins to talk about this scenario between two of those kings, the Solutions and the Ptolemies, how they went back and forth and they were warring and chapter 11 is like a, almost like a soap opera that is being played out. That happened historically. So that third beast is speaking of the Grecian Empire. And then he saw the fourth beast. He doesn't tell us what the beast is. He said it was horrible. It was terrible. And then the fourth beast had ten horns and a little horn coming up. And that is speaking of that revived Roman Empire. That's what's going to take place 
in this seven-year tribulation period. And so the little horn speaks of that world leader called the Antichrist that will come on the scene. So the Grecian Empire is the third beast. It was overtaken by Rome, and Rome was in power during the time of Jesus. But then in chapter 2, there's this extension of the Roman Empire, the, the feet and toes, the ten toes, we are told specifically are ten kings that will be in the last days. So there's going to be this, this revived Roman Empire, is what Bible scholars call it. And that's what Daniel sees in the fourth beast, which speaks of Rome. And there's going to be ten horns, ten kings, and the little horn is the Antichrist. That is what takes place in the seven-year tribulation period. Does that help out? Uh, yeah. And I just wanted to make one more point um, about our current uh, currency system. Um, mm-hmm. To me, I believe that the Bitcoin system would be a perfect candidate for the mark, being that without it, you won't be able to do any type of transaction, being that the U.S. dollar is being devalued. At a, yeah, and, you know, what, what we see coming is, you know, these are all foreshadows of leading to, because the Antichrist, if we don't take his mark, you won't be able to buy or sell to leading to a one-world economic system. So, Good observations. Hector, thanks for calling. Sorry we ran out of time, but you hear the music. So be sure to call back if you got more questions. Keep studying the word. Thank you, everyone. We're going to be back tomorrow at the same time here on Calvary Live. Have a blessed evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.